Let's do a quick experiment. Think about the number of Instagram followers that you have. Now add that number to Facebook, Snapchat, and Twitter followers that you have as well. Might seem like a lot of connections with a lot of different people, right? But how many of those connections are actual friendships? And does that even matter? What is a friend these days? And where do you find them? Let's have a heart and soul conversation. You're listening to Heart and Soul, a podcast from the Iglesia Cristo Church of Christ. I'm your host, Martin Zerudo, and I'll be interviewing young adults from across the world who are living Christian lives, but are also dealing with real world problems. This is Heart and Soul. Welcome to Heart and Soul. Our guests today are Amanda Santiago and Vince Cadigal. Amanda is a nurse here in Toronto, Canada, and Vince is an analyst for the Navy based in Washington, D.C. How's it going, guys? Hey, Martin. Good. How's it going? Going well. Going well. Excited for this topic. Uh, We also have joining us today Brother Bob, ordained minister of the gospel and host of That's in the Bible. He is a husband and granddad to five former Air Force and forever Buffalo Bills fan. Hello, Brother Bob. How are you? Hello to you, Brother Martin, Amanda, Vince. Greetings to you all. And uh, we're so very happy that uh, everyone can join us today. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening to episode two of our podcast. The topic of our episode today is a friend in need, why we need less connections and more friendships. Our first question goes out to Amanda and Vince. When we reached out to you, we let you know that the topic of our conversation is being able to find the right kind of friends that you need in your life. What prompted you, what gave you that courage to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to be on this show and talk about what I went through? For me, I think that it's from my past experiences, I thought it would be a great idea to share and, um, you know, talk about it in hopes that, you know, other brethren out there can learn from my experiences. And Vince? Um, I was reached out to uh, by one of my friends out in California, and he thought that my story would be able to do the same thing that Amanda has uh, mentioned before. Right on, right on. Was there any hesitation? Not, not really. I'm more of a public speaker. If someone wanted to hear my story, then I'll gladly tell it. Awesome. And for you, Amanda? Um, There was a bit of hesitation just because I'm not much of a public speaker as Vince, but my experience, I thought it would be a great idea. So I just went for it. Definitely. And I've known Amanda for a long time. This is a part of her story that I, I did not know about. So myself, I'm also super eager to hear about it. So we'll get right to our first source. It was from Forbes, and it was an article about how connections are easy, but friendships are hard. And we'll start off our discussion by reading an excerpt from that article. And it says, what about real friends? What about people to watch a movie or go for a walk or talk about what's new, what's upsetting us, make us laugh? Where are the people we can tangibly embrace? They might be in another city. They might have impossible schedules. That doesn't mean that they aren't there. Skype, email, texts, they all work to keep us tethered. The hurdle is to be happy and fulfilled with these new forms of friendships. And so the situation that this article is talking about today is that that friend in front of you that you can hold and you can laugh with and have good times with and the friend that you have over social media, what's the difference? And is it the same kind of happiness and fulfillment as a friend? Or is it different? In terms of having friendships in person versus social media, for me, is just how you can see them in person versus social media. You can talk to them. You see them through, you know, a screen. But when you have that, as you said, tangible method of communicating, so seeing person to person, it's much different because you can see their visual cues. You can hear them and you have a more stronger connection. But through social media, it's more difficult to sense their visual cues and so forth. So that's the difference for me. Vince? 
Yeah, I think uh, social media is definitely a great platform to maintain a friendship. Me personally, I don't really make friends over just purely social media. Everything has been an in-person communication, but the root is built on that in-person communication. And from there on, you know, once we part our separate ways, we're still able to maintain that friendship through, you know, these different types of platforms like Skype, Facebook, Instagram, you know, just to be caught up with what's happening in their life. For sure. Is, is, you know, they say when you meet somebody in person for the first time, they're trying to give you the best first impression. So maybe not all parts of what they're showing you is, is as authentic as it can be. Do you feel like that level of superficiality is greater online because they can curate everything that they show the world and curate how they communicate with you? Is there that danger? Or do you feel like maybe not everything is as it seems when you're connecting with somebody online? Um, nothing is ever as it seems, yes, especially on social media. Talking about myself as well included, people like to post pictures and videos about the good things about what they've experienced and they don't really share you know they're down so if something happens they don't share that they only share what's the good things about their lives and so it's kind of hard to see the whole picture of that person and that's one of the downfalls for social media because they paint a positive picture all the time and you can't really see the whole picture is that true vince yes definitely um like at least as for me one aspect of it because there's also certain other areas in social media where you can private your account and really make it just like make another account and private it and really make it cater towards your closest friends where you can freely speak and freely post things with your friends. Vince, how old are you? I'm 24. 24. And Amanda? 27. 27. So, you know, growing up, you know, there was no social media. There was no internet in terms of making friends. Can you call back to, to how it was making friends back then versus now? And, and is it easier? Is it harder? When I was growing up, we had uh, IM Messenger. So that was a form of social media that we would use to talk. It was kind of like text messaging on computer. It was actually easy to make friends when I was growing up, especially in the church. I grew up at the chapel because my parents were choir members. So they would bring my sister and I to church during choir practices and I would hang out with other church members. So that was great. So you found it was easier? Yes. What about you, Vince? Yes. Growing up, like in your like pre-adolescent days, I felt like everything was easier. The world wasn't as big and complicated. Complicated. When you're a kid, all you just want to do is have fun and run around, right? You know, the other kids around the playground just want to do the same thing. So I felt that it was easier. And then the more older you get, you know, going to your adolescence, I think it starts getting a bit more difficult just because uh, like it just depends on, you know, the type of person you are, if you're an introvert, extrovert, that they'll affect how you treat people and how you like meet them. Definitely. Definitely. I remember when I was a kid, you know, in the uh, cafeteria, pretty much the talking point was lunch. Like, oh, you sat down beside somebody. Hey, what do you have for lunch? Oh, I have this. And it's like, what do you have? I'm like, oh, I have rice. <laughs> and it's usually like, oh, that's interesting while they eat their sandwich. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much how friendships were established versus now. I see people taking pictures of their food <laughs> uh, and posting, posting all, the, all of their best lunches and dinners and snacks and stuff on their... Uh, social media accounts. That's the modern version of what you were describing when you sit down next to someone in the cafeteria mm -hmm. and talk about what you're having for lunch. Now they're doing even that online. So my question to you all would be, do you really believe that these uh, people to whom you're sending pictures of your food, etc., are those friends or are they acquaintances? It seems to me 
that the term friends has a different meaning. I, I, I think I'm quite a bit older than all of you, and <laughs> I think that whole term for your age group has a different meaning than uh, what it did back in the day. Definitely. A friend was genuinely someone not that you would just have never met or or, or talked to on the phone or in, the, in today's case on the on the social media. There was really someone that was there with you, for you, and uh, sharing your life. Different meaning of friends now. Definitely. And, and you know, when you think about it, people used to have pen pals, right? They would write and right. they would send mail to each other. But I, I don't know if you would, they would be considered the same kind of friend as, as, as a physical friend in front of them. And now I guess pen pals to the degree that it is now on social media is exactly that. You're just kind of exchanging information and images and videos, but there's no real physical meeting and interaction that would kind of establish that friendship, which is kind of odd. I do remember messaging, though. I was on MSN. I was never on. Oh, yeah, that, that's what it was. There you that's go. What it was MSN called. Messenger. Yeah. MSN. I know in the States, right, Vince, it was uh, AOL Messenger? Yeah, AOL. There you go. What was your handle? Um, What was my handle? I think it, it was, uh, it's Enteng. Enteng. So I'm named after my grandfather, and so that's what they called him, and so I just kind of oh, took that. Interesting. Interesting. Amanda, what was your username? Uh... It's really embarrassing, but mind you, I made this uh, account when I was 12. <laughs> it was baby girl, but it was B-A-B-3-G-U-R-1. There you go. There <laughs> you Sounds go. like a good password. Yeah, that's <laughs> optimized for search engines. There you go. Mine was, ready? I made this when I was 13. Is a uh, Phoenix with a Z-007 because I thought, <laughs> why not James Bond and a mythical creature? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you know. That's really nice, actually. And I guess that was the extent of trying to make friends online. It was like, how cool can your username be? And then the conversation starts. Exactly. And yeah. now it's like to the nth degree, like how cool can your food look? Mm-hmm. Like forget talking to the person you're having the meal with. I need to take a picture. I still I, I still think that's one of the most absurd things I've seen happen. <laughs> in sociolo- it's a sociological phenomenon that I will never get. <laughs> Please don't check my Instagram. I literally did that yesterday. Hi, this is Michelle Barada, one of the producers from INC Media. I want to tell you about one of the shows we're working on called The Solution. It's a show that provides biblical responses and solutions to common family and life problems. It's a conversation between guest and minister learning from the Bible together. In our latest episode, we meet Mark. He's a university student, and he talks to Donald Pinock, a minister of the gospel in the Church of Christ, about his struggle with loneliness and the challenge of making new friends as an adult. Watch this episode and more on incmedia.org forward slash the solution. Bye for now. So, you know, Vince touched on something, you know, as kids, it was so much easier. You're put in a group of a class, everybody's the same age, same grade. You kind of progress through elementary school, middle school, sometimes high school together, which is why kind of uh, when families move away and that structure that you're so familiar with that you rely on in terms of friends and, and community changes, then you kind of have to redo it all over again. Vince, can you tell us a little bit about what happened when, when your, your family went through something similar or when you went through something similar? So my father was in the Navy like for his whole career. And so we move every four years. And every time we would move, it's always a new place. 
your environment, and especially like new people that you have to make into your friends. You have to say bye to your old friends whenever I would move. Yeah, it would be different a lot of the time, uh, especially growing up. I became more introverted. I was pretty much a quiet kid growing up. You know, I wouldn't really approach people or try to put myself in a situation where it'd be easier to make friends because I was always shy, always with my parents. It was really more of my parents pushing me to go out. And, and for the most part, I would make friends through their friends. They would make friends with the other brethren and then we would go to their place and then I would make friends with their kids. When you describe yourself as an introvert, what does that mean? Really shy, uh, really quiet, just to myself. There could be, you know, levels of introvert, extrovert. Back then I was really like to the degree of where sometimes uh, whenever we would go to these like area meetings and house parties, I would kind of just stay to myself while all the other kids would just hang out because I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't know how to include myself to be part of their group. And so I would just like tuck myself away in this some corner or hallway. And I remember people, people would always ask me, hey, are you okay? But they would find me, you know, alone at these parties. Right. And and when you would find these places to be alone, was it because you were trying to get away or, or you weren't able to deal with the pressures of talking to people? What was that mechanism to relieve you of? Yeah, it was definitely uh, like all the above. You know, I was trying to get away, trying to get away from that social setting and trying to get away from that pressure of these cues of where I felt that I put on myself that I need to go talk to these people and be sociable, but I didn't know how to do that. And that was growing up? Yes. Was that the same for you, Amanda? I know you mentioned friends at church, but when it came to school, were you introverted, extroverted? How was that? Well... When I graduated middle school, I went to a new high school, so I had to make a complete set of new friends and I knew I had to adapt. So I'm kind of either or extroverted or introverted. It just depends on the situation. But when I started high school that very first day, I had to adapt. So I had to make friends. I was in drama class. It was my first, my very first class in high school. And I just popped in and first I observed kind of my surroundings, looked at people, and then I saw another girl and I approached her first. So that's how I ended up building my friends and making friendships. I just had to adapt. I remember when I was in grade eight. So I had grew up downtown Toronto uh, my whole life. And then elementary school. So from kindergarten to grade six, same core group of friends. Then middle school we have here in Canada from grade seven and eight, right before high school. That was middle school. And so right after grade eight is when you go to high school, right? That's kind of when you branch off from all of your childhood friends. But in the middle of my eighth grade in school, we moved literally halfway through the eighth grade year. So I couldn't even end my elementary era or generation with them before high school where we all branched off. We were moving. Devastated. Totally, totally devastated. And uh, when we moved to Scarborough, started at a new school, had no friends. In my old school, I ran for class president. And in my new school, I was being bullied uh, because some of the things that they were teaching, we had already learned in my old school. So they called me Brainer and they would take markers like Sharpies and they would write on my clothes. They would write Brainer. And I was like, man, this is not fun anymore. Like I went from a core group of friends I knew my whole life to this new school where I'm being bullied and I'm still the same person. How come I don't I don't have any friends? Vince, how old were you when you moved and and what was that experience? Um, I was about 10, 10, 11 years old moving into uh, middle school and then... Oh, so similar. Yeah, yeah, similar. I like I also moved like at the like in the like even in the middle of my sophomore year, I moved didn't really uh, change high schools, but I did move away from my core group of friends as far as you know, in church and the neighborhood. 
And so in this new neighborhood, whenever you'd move within an area and you're still at the same locale, but you still move, you know, the area groups that we have in church. Right. And so it'd be a different area group. And so I didn't really know anyone in there. Being an introvert, I would always keep to my core group of friends, not really branch out from them, even though, you know, we grew up together and we met new people, it would still be those same people. And so I didn't really uh, give myself that option to meet other people. Did you resent the fact that you had to start fresh or that you, you left your core group of friends? A little bit. Definitely uh, at first when I was really shy, I was like, why is this happening? How come I can't see my friends anymore? How come whenever I go to these church events, they're not there? So definitely resented that fact a lot. For sure. Brother Bob, when growing up, did you just stay in one school? Was there ever a moment where your family moved away and you had to start fresh with your friends? I think almost everyone, uh, Martin, in the military sees their uh, children go through that. And even we in the ministry, uh, we often uh, move a lot, see our uh, children go through that. And when it comes to friendships for them, there's always a danger going into new schools, a danger going into new neighborhoods. You know, the Bible gives a warning about that. It's recorded in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty six. It says this, in my many travels, I have been in danger from floods and from robbers, in danger from my own people and from Gentiles. There have been dangers in the cities, dangers in the wilds, dangers on the high seas, and dangers from false friends. So there's a, here's a long list of dangers, pretty serious dangers, and included right in the list of uh, all kinds of real danger is included false friends. So going to new places, everyone has to be always alert that there may be those who may uh, try to befriend you but have ulterior motives. Something always to be alert about. Definitely. Um, Amanda, growing up in high school, would you say your friends were a little bit more those who were from church or more closer to the ones outside the church? Or In high school, all my friends were non-members. Uh, can you speak a little bit about to those kind of friends in relation to the verse that Brother Bob said? Were you noticing that maybe some of these friends weren't necessarily good for you? I did have some friends that were not really good influences. They kind of fell into the peer pressures of experimenting a lot with certain things and trying to fit in with the status quo. And so it was difficult trying to, you know, hold back. What would they say to you? They would often say like, hey, why don't you just try it? Or why don't you just hang out with us? We're meeting up with these people. So you don't know if you don't like it, if you don't try it, right? And so it was really hard. Peer pressure for me was really hard in high school. And so I had to always have a constant reminder, like, this is wrong and try and, you know, focus on my studies rather than focusing on trying to fit in. Vince, any peer pressures in high school? Definitely a lot of peer pressures around, um, not really with my friends growing up in high school. I was kind of like the uh, the baby of the group because I was somewhat open about my faith. And so they knew that, you know, I didn't celebrate Christmas, didn't do Halloween, didn't do a lot of the stuff that they would do. And they also knew that I was pretty active in the church, you know, in the later years of high school. And they would respect that. I'm not going to lie. They, my friends uh, also did, you know, those types of things, but they kept me away from that. And they respected my boundaries as far as those stuff was. Sounds like the friends that you chose were a little bit uh, more wholesome than uh, the friends maybe that surrounded you, uh, Amanda. There's certainly all kinds of uh, people in this world. Allow me, Martin, to, uh, to read another Bible verse, if I may. James chapter 4, verse 4 says this, And faithful people, don't you know that to be the world's friend means to be God's enemy? If you want to be the world's friend, you make yourself God's enemy. So there's uh, people that the Bible describes as being of the world or worldly. Their uh, pursuits, their thoughts, their attitudes, their mindset is uh, 
that of uh, the pursuit of pleasures and the things that will merely and simply satisfy the whims of the flesh rather than even considering a spiritual side of life. And here, uh, the Apostle James kind of presents a friendship and the pursuit of friendship in uh, two directions, Choose, choosing those who have that uh, worldly mindset that may then try to tempt you and lead you away. As Amanda, you sounds like you may have experienced uh, friends like that or those who are attempting to be your friend had that kind of mindset. Should you have chosen to live your adult life with them as your quote-unquote friends, the Bible says here that then you would have been an enemy of God as they are, which of course is not, not, not a good thing, right? So you made, you made good choices. Good for you, Amanda. Thank you, Paul. What would you say would be one of those moments where you made that decision, you made the right decision, but it was the hardest moment? What would be a time that you're like, wow, they're really pressuring me hard. I feel like I'm going to lose these friends if I don't go along with them, but uh, you stood your ground. There are many times when they would invite me to house parties, and I know at the time, you know, you're trying to fit in, you're trying to be with your friends, and there was one day where they were just like, hey, why don't you just come, you know, it will only be a couple of hours, you can leave whenever you want, and um, I said... Stay tuned to part two of A Friend in Need, where we find out if Amanda actually went to that house party, and how a New Year's Eve turned into one of Vince's loneliest moments of his life.